0: Hello everyone, today I'm going to spend some time correcting some false impressions. A friend of mine commented to me the other day, Oh no, it's the Jewish month of Elul already, and I find it such a heavy scene, all that repentance and stuff. The word for repentance in Hebrew is teshuva, returning. Most people associate it with something difficult to do, like taking some bitter medicine, designed to make you better. Well, you can do it for a month, manage through Tiyam then heave a sigh of relief, at least that's over for another year. But just imagine if it was something totally different. Imagine a spring, you know, one of those coiled metal springs, which has been pulled for a whole year right out of shape. And at long last, it's been given the chance to let go and come back to its natural length. What a relief, finally its natural self. Chodesh Elul, the month of Elul, is much more like coming back to oneself, coming back to who we really are. We really are divine souls whose natural impulse is to cleave to the Creator. But because of the specific work Of the tikkun of creation the creation of creation we as souls come down into this dense egoistic world of the material into the body with its will to receive for itself alone and we struggle along with it we manage or not we get caught up in fears pressures relationships money tangles and this goes on throughout the year when the month of elul comes around it's an opportunity to let go a little bit of that ego, of the entanglements and the difficulties. It's a chance to lay down the burden of guilt, to say I'm sorry and to simply come back to our true selves. The word teshuvah means teshuv hey," bringing back the hay. That's what the Zohar teaches us. The letters of the fourfold name of God are Yud, He, Vav, hey. So we're bringing back the last letter of the name of God. Now, this fourfold name of God represents the major sfirot, those divine vessels which channel God's light through the souls into the world. Yud is the Svira of Chochmah, He the Svira of Binah, Vav is the Sefira of Tiferet, and He the Svira of Malchut. As human beings, we belong to the last one, the Malchut. Unlike the other letters, the other Sefirot, Malchut has the capacity of choice It can either use its capacity, its will to receive, with the intention only of giving benefit, or it can use its will to receive only for the sake of receiving. That's what the ego does. When it's giving benefit, it's together with the other letters. It's joined in affinity of form with all the other divine channels of light but when it's just receiving for its own ego, it's separated. Tashuv hay, bringing back the hay, means coming back to where I truly belong, in line with the light, in line with the letters of God's name. There's a lovely story of the Baal Shem Tov Which illustrates the joy of Elul, the joy of coming back to oneself. Once upon a time he was traveling and it was before Rosh Hashanah during the time of Elul when we say the special penitential prayers, the Selichot prayers in the synagogue and he joined the prayer minyan in the synagogue. When the service came round to these prayers which contain the confession of sins for this sin and for that sin. He found that the cantor, the Shalihzibor, was singing away with a very merry tune. We've sinned like this and we've sinned like that and it was all very jolly. The Bar Shem was taken aback. After the service, he went up to the cantor and he said, What did you mean by singing out our sins in such a merry tune? The cantor replied, When I sweep the courtyard, of all its fallen leaves and all the debris that's accumulated i sing because i'm so happy to get the courtyard clean again here in these prayers i have a wonderful chance to confess these sins and get rid of them get clean again before god and it makes me happy in exactly the same way the bal shemtov blessed the cantor and thanked him so, getting rid of our sins is a happy thing. Now, the first step is, in fact, confession. That sounds so heavy, doesn't it? But it doesn't need to be. It's really an acknowledgement. It's very difficult to get rid of something if we don't know what it is. Becoming aware of where we've made mistakes, of where we've of where Of the way we've gone wrong, of where we've gone wrong, is the first step in getting rid of it. So confession is the first step of repentance. In all the penitential prayers a whole long list of confession is included. Don't see it as a whole list of things we've done wrong, see it as a chance to become aware. prayers are called in Hebrew by the term Slichot. The word Slicha simply means saying sorry. Ah, many people don't like saying sorry. Have you noticed that? They feel it's demeaning. Other people tend to use the word sorry in a rather superficial way. Saying sorry just as a means of getting out of an uncomfortable situation But with no real intention of changing their behavior of understanding of the way in which they've hurt their fellow human being both of these attitudes to the word sorry stem from the ego it's trying to protect himself they aren't real apologies in order to truly say sorry to whoever we've hurt we do need to consider what we've done and how our behavior impacted on the other person It only gets to be a miserable business if the ego gets in the way. On the contrary, first of all, help yourself to be happy, knowing that you're doing a genuine cleaning and getting rid of any burden of guilt or self-blame that we've accumulated during the year. Rabbi Hashlag, the great Kabbalist in his book of articles, writes how to apply the principles of the Kabbalah in practice. And he wrote a very interesting article entitled The Preparation for Slichot, The Preparation for Saying Sorry. He points out that if a person goes around town saying sorry to everyone he meets, people think he's not normal. His sorry is meaningless. Equally, if a person has really hurt somebody, but he says sorry as if it was of no consequence whatsoever, the person he's hurt doesn't take that very seriously either and is unlikely to forgive him on that basis. A genuine sorry has to be both intentional and proportional to the hurt done. And steps might need to be taken to back up that verbal apology with a necessary action. In the same way, when Elul comes and we come to repair ourselves, our sorry to God needs to be real. It needs to relate to ourselves and to our relationship to God. It's pretty useless if we just recite prayers from the mouth outwards. That's a bit like the man who goes around town saying sorry to everyone. It's a bit of a performance. Or if we simply say sorry, but with no real intention of backing up our words with a change of behavior. So... In order to take advantage of this month of Elul and clean up our inner courtyard and repair our most important relationship of all, the one with our Creator, we do need to actually feel sorry in our heart. To get to that sorry, we need to know who we're saying sorry to and what we're saying sorry for. Ashlag teaches that the whole his issue hinges on one thing only only the extent to which we really believe in God as a loving Creator who only wants good for all his creatures and that as his creatures we can come to be together with him through doing in the way shown to us through the Torah and Mitzvot through giving unconditionally and loving giving to all we can and forgiving so let's take time for reflection and enjoy the month of Elul